0: The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. And as I told you earlier, we were talking about this incredible vessel from the Royal Navy, the Shabab Oman II, which arrived yesterday. Imagine... Being in a one-month voyage, going to different countries in the GCC, one month with me here I have um, Professor Hiba Aziz, Professor at the Faculty of Business and Economics at Geotech, along with a couple of her students, uh, Mohamed Al-Maqbali, who studies in Oman Tourism College, and Ibrahim Ahmed, who studies in Geotech. Professor Hiba what is an academic doing aboard this vessel?
1: <laughs> Having fun? <laughs> no, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a long story, but maybe let me start by explaining that there are different uh, stakeholders, if you want, to this initiative. Mm-hmm. So we have Geotech, we have the um, uh, Oman Pavilion at Expo 2020, and we have uh, the University of Zagreb in Croatia, and we also have uh, the Royal Navy and Shabab Oman. Mm-hmm. So, um, Uh, If I start from the beginning, uh, the German University of Technology has got an agreement with the University of Zagreb for about um, six or seven years now, where we used to do a similar trip where we board uh, vessels in the Adriatic Sea inside Croatia, and we teach a module called International Tourism and Hospitality Mm -hmm. at Sea. In this uh, the, this module, we used to take students from GeoTech and also the, we join other students from all over Europe, especially Croatia, Germany, uh, Hungary, and we teach the student while the ship is sailing, and we stop at different uh, places inside Croatia where the students, uh, you know, uh, get to see a practical example of what we're teaching. And this method of teaching is called experiential learning. Mm -hmm. So through this process, the student sees the actual implications of what he's studying and applies it directly. So when uh, Expo 2020 was announced to be taking place in Dubai and it was confirmed that Oman will have a pavilion, I had a discussion with my counterpart in Croatia in what seemed like a dream about four or five years ago thinking, okay, why don't we do this trip here in the GCC and we bring all the students here to the Arab world and let them visit Expo Dubai. It sounded like a crazy idea.
0: It it does, a little (laughs)
1: bit. A bit over the top. (laughs) Because at that time, I really didn't, I mean, I I knew, of course, about Shabab Oman, but I mean, I didn't know that. I can get on there because it sounded like an...
0: What did you know at the time? That What do you know now that you didn't know at the time?
1: Well, I know that, you know, in an unprecedented uh, initiative to have uh, a military uh, organization right. and uh, a Navy ship, to have such a social outreach and such a mission of peace and friendship um, and carrying this uh, message of tolerance that Oman, uh, you know, kind of uh, always... Portrays. This is, I did not know. I knew that it was a sailing ship and that it belongs to the Navy. And that's it. I thought it was just confined to the use of the Navy. I could not, I didn't imagine that we could actually board this. So
0: you thought it was just confined to the Navy and you're like, let's go and board this thing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or.
1: No. well <laughs> now then eventually <laughs> i didn't know so I, I sort of proposed anyway i proposed it to the university then the university sort of said okay you know whatever they just think i'm getting used to my crazy ideas and uh, no they said okay you know see how you're gonna get it done it's mm. fine uh, and then i proposed this to the, actually his excellency marcel blushi who is the commissioner general for the expo dubai and He got very excited about the idea and, you know, said, yeah, that's really good. What was the pitch? The pitch was, you know, why don't we have a floating part of the Omani pavilion? Why should the Omani pavilion that is located in the mobility uh, section of Expo not Hmm. be mobile in its nature? And why don't we showcase the Oman legacy of maritime and navigation by having a part of the pavilion that is actually floating across the ZCC? So they like. pitch. <laughs> I was a winner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I did that. and But at the time, I thought I always got, you know, I teach cruise cruise management, and I know about cruising quite a bit. So I know that the cruise does this trip in one week. Mm. So I thought, it's fine. You know, one week, we're going to go into the, you know, in the GCC. We're going to end up in Dubai, spend a few days, and then fly back to Oman. Mm. Anyway, but. The only, I mean, okay, where we're gonna get a vessel from to take us? so the only, the only way for then Shabab Oman came to, uh, to, to, to into the picture because Shabab Oman uh, usually w- was going, or we discovered that Shabab Oman is going to participate in Expo Dubai part of the military of the GCC pavilion. Okay. So I tried to convince the navy and said, you know, why you, you don't, need to to sail. Empty. We could just come on board. okay <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> So um, no. Anyway, this negotiation actually took place between um, His Excellency the Commissioner General and Royal Navy. Also, I was there. But when I attended the first meeting, I almost had a heart attack because, because then I said, I said, okay, we're gonna have one week, and then we arrive in Dubai, and then we have to sort of fly back to mm. our places, and then they said, well, actually, the surprise,
0: surprise, surprise,
1: <laughs> surprise. You know, Shabab our man does. You know, it's not is not very as fast as the cruises so hence it does not do this route in 1 week I said, okay, how long then? It's like, oh, about one month. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Well, actually it's one month because we spent 10 days in Dubai, but like three weeks.
0: But they told you one month, your expectation was a week. Uh, did you want to quit at that point? Yeah,
1: but I thought it was like, <laughs> guys, this is not going to work because how are we going to get the students from all over Europe and here to leave their schools in the middle of the academic year for one month? So it was right. a bit of a challenge. And then I thought, okay, then we arrive I said, okay. why don't we just going to arrive in Dubai and then we're going to fly back to our different homes. And then, you know, also Shabab Oman crew said uh, and officers and the captain said, uh, well, you can't fly back because this is this ship needs to sail with its students, the Shabab of Oman. So it has to always sail with 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 the team. So I said, okay, we're going to have to sail back. So if you imagine, we had students from the UEE, they flew to Oman to join the ship, and then they came back to Oman with us, and then they flew back to the UEE. Oof.
0: So, uh, but I'm, anyway, they I'm, didn't
1: I'm, want I'm, to leave behind. But
0: I'm interested in knowing, like, uh, for, for you, Professor, personally, mm-hmm. your expectation is to go for a week. Like, I feel like that would ruin a couple of plans, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very exciting that uh, I really, I just, and then I, they invited me to visit the ship. Okay. Uh, that was about like uh, 18 months ago. Okay. And, and when I visited the ship, I said, yes, I want to be on this ship for one month. That sounds really cool. <laughs> w- what
0: is it about the ship? Can you describe it to me?
1: It's, uh, well, it, it's it's really magnificent. It's sort of like a dream. It's like something that you see in the movies and you can't imagine that you're actually living on this vessel. So right. it's a traditional ship. It looked okay. like um, I don't know, Safina Sultana from, uh, you know, Ahmad ibn al al-Kabi or something like that.
2: Mm.
1: And uh, it's, just, it's just really, it's you know, it's the only ship of its kind in the Arab world. It's the only sailing ship of that size. It has only two other similar ships.
0: Is there uh, anything that you've seen in there that really surprised you that it would be in there? Like, I don't know... Uh swimming
1: pool (laughs) (laughs) well the lack of the lack of I think
0: it's surprising (laughs) the lack
1: of the swimming pool yes yes it was it's it's sort of it's quite luxurious but also it's quite basic Mm. in the sense that it is a ship for training it's not a ship for
0: what are the sizes of the rooms for example i, I oh, really want I, I think draw. i should
1: get uh, i should get uh ibrahim or, uh, yeah. or Muhammad to talk like to you about uh, the rooms. i, I think i have a nice room <laughs> because i'm a professor oh, i earned i, I earned myself my, my you, you, i
0: earned my keep you put yes. the time yeah absolutely because <laughs> i'm trying to draw a mental image of this thing everything i've seen from this ship is from the exterior from right. a distance like, i'm like i want to I want to see if you can put me in there. I don't know who has the best description <laughs> of like what it's like in there. What does it feel like? Is it tight? Is it, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I, as I said, I think uh, as I, as because I had a I had the nice uh, VIP room. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Well, why don't one of you commoners tell me?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think for uh, the motivation part, I was like, okay, if I work as hard as Dr. Heba, I'll get myself You can a get your VIP room, room yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: So what
0: was it like for you then?
3: Uh, it was like, um, it was split into two parts. Mm. I was in the bigger part. It was um, 12 people at the same room. Okay. And uh, we had bunk beds and there were like three. Nice. And I'm like, I'm around 183 and I was like at the top. <laughs> so each night I get like <laughs> injured. <laughs> a multiple. Yeah. But um, regarding describing, I think all of us will have a, like a really tough time trying to put what we experienced in words like.
0: wasn't Even ex- describing how it looks uh, or feels and not talking about the experience itself, but like the space.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean I'm not claustrophobic so I was like it was a confined <laughs> space but it's it, it's fine like for me yeah, it's okay it's so it's tight so it's a little it's tight. tight it's yeah. tight yeah it's little, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I wouldn't imagine like it would be
0: like the titanic
1: uh, no
0: no yeah <laughs> okay all right. So so the, I guess uh, that's back to the experience then. <laughs> yes.
1: No I mean it has got of course uh, like a, like most uh, sailing ship it got like a, you know a quarter deck and an upper deck so it's got the the, the open space is fantastic and the weather was great so mm. most of the time we even had some classes on the deck. So uh, I mean you use the outside space everybody runs to the to, to the top and the, the students uh, had to work on the on the deck most yeah. of the time so Really, the time that we had to spend uh, in in the tight places was not uh, a lot.
0: Professor, when they first gave you the approval and they told you, okay, it's going to happen, (laughs) who was the first person you told?
1: yeah, well, just could, well, actually, I told my counterpart, Professor Nivenika Chavlik at the University of Zagreb, because, of course, she also could not believe. And this was like, but then I sort of like had to break the news to her gradually, because, as I mentioned, we, how did it go? It's like oh, we usually have one week in Croatia. And, you know, it was quite complicated to get all the students and to run the program for one week. Mm. I said, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, we got all the approval, but we have to be at sea for one month. I said, like, what? Yeah, so, 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 she,
0: she was shocked and not. But then, you know,
1: the opportunity of really being on board of Shabab Oman and to go to Expo and to sail across all the GCC countries, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just so exciting. So, um,
0: What was the main thing that you wanted to find out? What was your main purpose for all of this?
1: Okay, well, there are sort of like, as I said, multiple purposes because there's multiple stakeholders. So for for Geotech and the University of Zagreb, Mm the idea was to carry on with our experiential learning program which puts the student in a learning environment outside the boundaries of the classroom Hmm. and allow them to explore things for themselves Hmm. but usually we just do that part right we just teach them while we're sailing and then we stop and then they go to visit places and then they come back and then we teach them and so on mm-hmm. but then when we had the meeting with the royal navy of oman and shabab oman and i remember here captain aysel jahwari specifically then he said yeah but well, we have a we have a sort of a program that we run on board so i thought like they have a program and you know, what's the program said, mm-hmm. yeah fine you know what, what kind of program in sailing so i thought you know like a I didn't get, you know, the full details, but I just said, okay, that's good. Yeah, we can complement our program, hmm. but it was like a. I think it was like an sort of an elephant competing with an ant or something <laughs> because their program was really magnificent. Uh, the program was very practical, so of course, all the students wanted to, to climb a say, you know, the sky sail that 52 meters and sit in my classroom and listen to my boring teaching. So, <laughs> so, it was uh, it was split. The program was split, so yeah, we had that. The navy said they have to run the. They, they need to run their sailing course and okay. the sailing and adventure course. No. And we said, OK, we have to run our academic program.
0: How many people were in this thing?
1: Uh, we had uh, 28 students from nine different countries and 11 different universities.
0: Uh, inc- including the st- staff and everything?
1: No, no, no. Sorry. Oh. So, there, so we were 29 on the academic part and yes. there is 54 Ooh. crew members, oh, uh, which wow. is between the officers and the sailors.
0: That's a lot of people. So we're
1: about maybe what ninety or something. Yeah, yeah. and you
0: 59. had to coexist with all these people that you just met. Yes, for
1: yeah. a whole everybody. Month. Yes, everybody. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I knew my students hardly because we had two years of COVID, so I yeah. didn't really see them for a long time. <laughs> so I didn't know. But uh, yes, uh, so I knew the students from Oman. Actually, I knew students only from GeoTech. I d- I met Mohammed, uh, uh yeah. on the on the ship and then um, i knew the professor that i used to work with but i didn't know anybody else and the students did not meet each other before
0: okay so actually I, I i'd like to ask you guys i'll start with you muhammad um have you ever traveled before abroad
2: Uh, I've been uh, outside of Oman for uh, only one time. I've been Mm -hmm. to India when I was uh, like uh, 17 years old. So it was my only uh, time living outside of Oman. How old are you now? Uh, I'm 22. You're 22. So it's essentially kind of
0: like the first time as an adult. Yeah. And boy, did you pick a way to travel. (laughs) You travel
1: travel (laughs) in style, you know.
0: Ninety something people aboard
2: a vessel for one entire month day one how did that feel like for you it was like a dream because everything is new you are a new area a new environment like uh, with the new people from different nationalities and uh, different cultures and minds Uh, so it was like uh, you are just living a dream. But so like, is it a good dream or an anxiety-filled of, <laughs> of course, a good dream. Of course, a good dream.
0: Yeah, I mean, was there anything that you were scared of, worried about, fearful of? I was just full of excitement. Really? There was no fear at all? No fear at ah, all. Ah, to be 22. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Amazing. <laughs> How about uh, you, Ibrahim? Uh, yeah. What was day one like for you? Uh, I think the highlight of day one, and I think this, like stuck with me throughout the trip, uh, like us leaving uh, Matrah Port, uh, it was literally like a movie scene because um, <laughs> we had uh, Waleel Ahad, Sayyid, uh, the Diyazan. Oh, wow. Yeah, and s- such an honor, you know, like mm. you're 23 and you're already meeting yani, such uh, like high uh, power people. Mm. And also like when we were leaving, as 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 we depart and we still don't know the crew yeah. i saw some of the crew members crying i'm like they're in the navy and they're crying i'm like <laughs> this is serious like this is really emotional and uh, also like the um, the fishing boats like the locals like a normal fishing boats they will just like saying goodbye to us they're literally like following us and it was i cannot put it into words actually like i had goosebumps for like five minutes straight <laughs> yeah. that's so, crazy yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: when you say they were crying what, what was it that they're kind
3: of they were departing that they were leaving i, I, I think so i don't know like you, you cannot comprehend no i can't yeah <laughs> so like i i think they were like uh some of them they were like also the, the crew they were new to the ship i think I so that's why i see yeah and, like, uh, talking about crying when we reached, like, the end, like, yesterday and the day before yesterday, it was... <laughs> Pretty emotional, huh? Yeah, very, very emotional. We'll we'll get
0: there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: also, I don't know, there's something very moving about traveling on a ship because it's sort of... I mean, the ship declares itself as part of the armenian territory and it is treated as such. I see. So it's as if it is officially part of the armenian territory. So, you know, there is a lot of... Um, protocol that the captain, for example, does not leave the ship even if a dignitary is coming because he is on the Omani territory. Hmm. So there's something quite moving to look at sort of part of the territory being kind of, deta- you know, yeah. r- leased into the sea and the ropes are untied. You, you sort of wait, see this whole scene wow. and sort of you get attached to it again. So it is, uh, I think, as Ibrahim mentioned and Muhammad, I'm sure, in every port really... Most of us had tears because in every port we arrived, you know, they play the Omani National Anthem, people mm-hmm. hold the flag. Uh, when we arrived in Qatar, it was on the Omani National Day. So it was it is really moving to the reception that we received uh, in all the ports, this act of attaching that part of Oman to another, you know, sister country like Qatar or Saudi Arabia, because we stopped in all the GCC. Just to
0: remind us exactly the countries that you stopped in, please.
1: Okay, so you know? we departed from uh, from Sultan Qaboos Port in Matrah on the seventh of November. Hmm. Uh, we had. And this is another thing that I have to tell you. So when I was in these negotiations with the Navy and then the captain said, "Oh, well, the route is going to be like uh, four days at sea until we reach the port of Kuwait, at which case I also was about to have another heart attack. (laughs) And I said, oh, four days at sea, what what you mean at sea? Like, we're not stopping anywhere. And he said, no, we're not stopping anywhere. We're just sailing to Kuwait. Uh, And I said, what are we going to do for four days at sea? And they said, well, we have four days <laughs> so, And then he said, there is no internet. So I so thought, I'm not going to be able to recruit any millennial on this trip. <laughs> so, telling them. So I have started off by saying, okay, we have limited internet, but then we ended up having no internet, which was great. But that is a real, pr- wait, that is
0: a real problem though. Mm-hmm. No, for like if you're a millennial or, or especially Gen Z or borderline mm-hmm. that too, and you've gr- grown up with the internet and now suddenly there's no internet for a
3: while. Guys, how is that? <laughs> Actually, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, explain. Yeah. Cause, cause, <laughs> like me, like I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> professor knows. I'm all like over social media. I like post always. So, okay. I, I think I needed this. Uh, I call it a social media detox. Like mm. you're away and you have an excuse. It's like, it's like you don't have the power to say no it's like you don't have a choice <laughs> and and you're like having s- you're learning a lot like you're having the sailing program you're having the academic program you're getting to know the people around you the trainees the crew so i didn't even think that i wanted to like uh, check my phone even like when we were coming back we had like, sometimes like the signal, like it ca- we catch the signal. I-, I I had the opportunity to go and check and Instagram. And I didn't, I chose to just embrace the moment and like embrace myself in that moment. So that's, wow. amazing. that's Th- amazing. Is
2: this the same with you, muhammad no, Of course, it's actually that you don't need connection on the ship because uh, you will always be busy with something. Mm. So, and it was uh, very uh, fun and uh, entertaining. Being on board, so uh, like you get to know the crew, the trainees. You always chat with them, so you you actually don't have the time to use the phone, even if you have uh, internet or signal. So it was uh, it was something like uh, unusual, but it was normal in a certain way. Yeah, but let's let's get real for one moment. It can't be all entertaining. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. I don't know if you can see my hand, but it
3: shows. <laughs> oh, what is that from? The ropes, pulling the ropes. Okay, so that's, that wasn't the most entertaining no, thing. No, no. <laughs> like, the first days, because my hands are not used to that kind of intense work, so they were in, in a shock, so they're, like, really, like, pain, paining, you know? Yeah. So, like, when, when, like, the first two days, then I had to still, still like, pull ropes, and I couldn't feel my hands. Like, Oof. yeah, it's... Yeah, I can it's imagine. What struggle. about
1: the brasso? That was also.
3: Oh, brasso! I, I think <laughs> it's 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 one of the most fun. Like if, yeah. if it's, we had the spectrum, like brasso is nothing. It's like. <laughs> Like, really? it's nice, yeah. Brush is, like, uh, basically polishing and, like, uh, making all the handles and, like, the lanterns. Really polishing everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like if you're into meditation, you'd be into that. <laughs> I feel like I might be into that, you know? <laughs> just,
1: yeah. Uh. yeah just, no, I think it's not very meditative. I mean, it's, like, proper uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh like a proper scrub. Like proper
1: proper scrub, oh, yeah.
0: God. Oh my god. How about you professor? What was something that you found uh, difficult to cope with? Cuz we all we all go with our own like we have personal lives, we have baggage, we have stuff and then we have to be here and put up this face, but I'm sure like one month, you know, you're going to yeah. go through some <laughs> stuff. And yeah. I want to know from from a personal level, what was something that you felt you need to, some time to get used to?
1: Um, Well, I really sort of, it was, uh, I was quite busy because Mm -hmm. I had to manage all this uh, stuff. So, uh, and on a personal level, I really learned a lot. I mean, some personal experiences and some, uh, let me tell you, for example, from my professor, of course, when I, when we start, so sorry, I, I think you asked me first where did we stop so that we got a bit okay. distracted. We can do that. So let me, so we stopped, so we had four days at sea mm. where we did a lot of work and we. it was the best part of the trip and we ended up in Kuwait. Nice. We, in each port, we spent one day, 24 hours basically. So in the morning, we had official visits, so we visited the universities or Official organizations, and in the evenings, the student had a free time to explore the cities. Hmm. So that happened in all the ports: Kuwait, uh, followed by Saudi Arabia in Dammam, followed by Bahrain, and then Qatar, uh, Doha, and then Dubai. And in Dubai, we stayed for ten days because we had to visit the Expo and so on. And then we sailed back to Oman for four days, at, another sort of three days at sea. I see. So that was the the route. So going back to the question of the challenges, I mean, a few challenges I had. I think my biggest takeaway, if you want, uh, you know, I'm not a millennial. Okay, I've been teaching for the last many years. Hmm. And uh, and for me, teaching is teaching, you know, like going into the classroom and uh, teaching the students, Hmm. uh, you know. And uh, I've already been challenged by COVID, where I had to sit in front of my computer and become a millennial and teach online. And teach
0: virtually. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a whole different skill than teaching in person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: completely different. Especially yeah. when you have students who don't want to switch on their cameras, so ah, that you don't know who sneaky,
0: you're teaching. Sneaky, sneaky.
1: Yeah, exactly. When <laughs> <laughs> you meet them in the mall and say, "Doctor, you teach me," they said I've never seen you before. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And uh, so, in this in this uh, program, I think I learned really one thing that uh, that the issue is not in the students to learn. It's the issue is really in the academics because we are the ones who need to adapt to the new millennial and Generation Z way of life. If somebody you know can communicate with one arrow and one emoji, mm. I don't think he. You know, it must be something difficult for this generation to sit in a classroom for two hours listening. Uh, To a lecture, and you know, because of the nature of the of the sailing program, Mm -hmm. the the sort of the academic program became a bit squeezed, and I think a little bit less popular than all this fun (laughs) of climbing the mast of fifty two meters. And I say, no, no, you need to sit down in the class and listen to me. So we had to Mm -hmm. adjust, and uh, and really, I just learned that students do not need to sit in a classroom anymore to, to to teach. I teach leadership on a sort of a 28 hours module at the university and the students got in 28 days a lot more about leadership than anything that I have taught them so I really my biggest uh, challenge was to adapt my teaching style Mm -hmm. and my belief in how academic knowledge is communicated Mm -hmm. uh, and to sort of like give in to the fact that students learn a lot more than what I actually tell them and have to sort of reinvent myself as a professor because even now you know like students can turn into harvard university and listen to a much better more renowned professor than me i mean why would they want to listen to me so i have to i have to find an added value to 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 give in this time and era so that was the first thing yeah second thing was my also humongous fear of heights where everybody on the boat had to climb the sails and i just like everybody was looking at me mm. as the old professor who cannot do it so I well myself. you
0: actually had an interview today in Kahwat sabah and uh, the student there a saudi student he was talking about having the exact same fear yes. <laughs> the fear of heights but Europe. he
1: went to sky which is 52 i went to 16 meters okay. so i mean i think I still have some fear to combat <laughs> i see okay. yeah so that was really something else and uh, also how is it going to be all fit? how could you know a bunch of young people fit within a navy ship you know with its routine with its yeah. you know structure with its discipline you
0: decided to come up with this um, you and your cohorts decided to come up with this idea of going on as a as a way of um, experiential learning um but you're also giving lectures on on the on board the vessel so what were your Lectures on, lectures on exactly, and how do you get people engaged when there's so much stimulus around them and so mm. everything is so new and different? Uh,
1: yeah, we, we chose the topic uh, of uh, looking at the Sustainable Development Goals 2030, mm. and because as we were sailing the climate, uh, the, you know the COP26, the Climate Change Summit was going on in Glasgow, there was a lot of talk about the Sustainable Development Goals and we and also the expo has got the theme you know on mm-hmm. of looking into issues to do with sustainability, right. innovation, into you know alternative energies, and all the rest of it. so we uh, we chose it to look really more focused into that topic, into the topic of what is this sus- what is meant by the sustainable development goals? how do countries um, Deal with them. What are the manifestation of adhering to these sustainable development goals in the countries that we visited? Mm-hmm. All of all of these countries and many other countries are signatories to the sustainable development goals and to the Paris Treaty and all these other um, agreements, UN agreements. And to, it was an opportunity to really explore to learn about these goals. What are these goals? Right, and then to go into the t- different countries and to see how they're how doing, how are it? they doing it? Mm. Really, practically, uh, you know, it's, it's tr- you know, so, in terms of transportation, in terms of buildings, in terms of uh, education. So we we just reflected on on that practically.
0: So that's a whole different side of this experience. You have the experience aboard the vessel, and then you have the experience of being in all these different countries. What have you found that you thought was interesting, or the, the students thought were interesting?
1: Me or them, they can maybe. Uh, Whoever is more excited, (laughs) go first. (laughs) Maybe they can, uh, yeah, they can share.
2: Yeah. Uh, We'll start with you, Mohammed. Yes. Uh, So for me, I think uh, being on the ship was uh, the most fun part. Uh, But also being in these countries is Mm. so fun because you see a new country which uh, you learn uh, about their culture, you see a new. Traditions, new culture, new people. What did Uh, you see that surprised you that you didn't expect? uh, The hospitality. Yeah. Uh, Like uh, I did not uh, expect that uh, much of hospitality. You thought Oman is the best. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, yeah. (laughs) But uh, we
0: were shocked. uh, But we have hospitality everywhere. Everywhere. GCC,
2: we're all one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like uh, something uh, amazing. To mm. see how people uh, welcome you with the with the celebrations and uh, music and. Oh, the, and to gheer, when we travel? No one does uh, a <laughs> dumtak. Uh, <laughs> 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 you guys got all of that. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, also visiting the universities and seeing uh, where actually other students uh, like us study and what they are studying, mm. and uh, also visiting uh, museums and souks, uh, which was uh, Really interesting and new for us. Okay. yeah. How about you, Ibrahim?
3: I think uh, something that's one of my biggest takeaways in this trip that I realized when we were going to the, those different countries is that um, there is, I know it sounds really cliche when you say it, but like, there is so much in this world and this oyster we live in to explore. It's like when we live in our bubble, it's like going to uni, then maybe having a part-time job and then i don't know playing football it's just your bubble and now i got to escape all this and as you said the best way possible um seeing lots of cultures lots and mind you we're only in the gcc like that's the mind-blowing yeah. thing it's we have similar cultures i thought yeah and it's crazy it's like the amount of diversity amount of like uh, different personalities different experiences different stories and we had only one day uh, except uh, Dubai uh, so Dubai because of the expo expo, expo yeah because right. we had like we went to right. the expo a couple of times mm. so having like the privilege to experience so much in only 24 hours I mean I would love to go back to all the countries again and like experience them I'm again so jealous yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe one be. of the most uh, i think interesting uh, uh, places that we visited is of course we stopped in qatar and we visited uh, the stadium this uh, al-janub mm. uh, mm. that okay. is designed by zaha hadid the famous uh, british uh, iraqi british architect mm. and it's one of the stadium that will be used in the fifa world cup mm-hmm. we had an amazing introduction about um, the stadium and it was so impressive what uh, Qatar decided to do with the legacy. You know, like everybody was uh, being very critical of, okay, you know, you got twenty-two football stadium. What you're gonna do with this? And uh, you know, majority of these stadiums are being donated to um, to sort of uh, countries, uh, you know, less privileged countries, oh, okay. countries in Africa. So the stadiums are built in a way that they could be dismantled no way. and uh, yeah, taken away. I mean, few stadiums, of course, will stay in Qatar. But uh, the majority of the stadium will be donated to, to some African countries. Does that connect
0: amazing. to your sustainability? Absolutely. Dollar. Absolutely. Yes, I could see that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and Qatar, you know, was, I mean, all the countries were amazing. But Qatar, you know, walked the talk, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So we, we got off the ship and they said, guys, you're going to go to the university in the metro. So we did not use the bus. We, we got into an, you know, really a magnificent metro. Mm -hmm. Uh, that took us to the university, back to, you know, Souq Waqif and back to Katara and back to the stadium. And we moved all over Qatar with the metro. And it was really great because, of course, one of the biggest uh, criticism that we all know is the lack of public transport in the GCC in Mm -hmm. general. And it was so nice to go to Qatar and to really experience that and then to experience another form of sustainability Uh, in visiting the stadium and knowing about the management of the legacy of uh, of the stadium so that was really quite a a nice thing especially that it is our next year we're going to have another mega event in qatar Mm -hmm. uh, with the world cup Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it was uh, to look at uh, the expo in dubai and then to look at the world cup in qatar uh, was also one of the objectives of the course to look at uh, mega event management and uh, are they beneficial to the countries? Can own? I
0: can I just say if there are any potential students out there, it's GeoTech and Oman Tourism College, just in case you <laughs> forgot. Wow, that's incredible! <clears throat> I, I wish we got something like that back in my days. I'm, and I, this is such a unique experience that I'm sure every other place would envy that. I, I can't see this happening um regularly on any university campus so what a special experience that is uh, yeah
1: yeah and maybe abdallah it's just uh, i i need to give the jews any from time to time because you know any one of us could have a great idea or have a, sort of a dream but it really depends on who do you speak to so if i spoke to a regular royal navy navy military saying this idea they would just say you know just yeah. <laughs> you know i you know or to my university or to the oman pavilion so i was i was very lucky we were very lucky in having recipient minds and minds with visions that really doesn't uh, s- there was millions of re- reasons why this trip could not happen but not one of these three parties that i had to deal with here inside oman came up with why it could not happen mm-hmm. everybody just looked at how we can make it happen and that is in itself really a very good takeaway
0: yeah so so take me take me to the ship itself um what are some of your most notable experiences that you've noticed with your students because I, I, I and on the phone when we we're speaking you, you were telling me something now, i don't know what you can share what you can't but <laughs> we're live and the name of the show is ain't nobody listening so <laughs> right, no believe. pressure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What what is a notable experience for you uh, because okay Uh, I'll put some context to my question. Um, There was a time way before COVID that I I had this phase where I just traveled as frequently as I can. And I learned that during one month of travel, the self-development and growth that I experienced in one month, it could be easily equivalent to like half a year to a whole year, right? And I was traveling semi-normal compared to you guys, you know? I was not (laughs) aboard a ship for 30 days. So I'm sure there's been a lot of self uh, personal growth and self development that you as a professor witnessed with uh, a lot of you know young uh, adults you know for th- leaving a lot of them possibly for the first time what was that like for you
1: Um well, I think today we have the living example of the of uh, both Ibrahim yeah. and Muhammad arriving to the studio before me because I gave them. <laughs> I gave well them. Well <laughs> done, you guys!
0: You broke they all did. the
3: stereotypes. I, know. I
1: gave them. I told them that they have to arrive half an hour early because I. Uh, I know um, timekeeping was a big issue.
3: <laughs> so, Not anymore,
0: though. Yeah, anymore.
1: I, but now I feel so embarrassed because I arrived later than them. It's part of the culture,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: I know, but the one you are with Jer- shabab
0: Oman culture, no <laughs> shabab Amman. I like it. I like it. Yes. Yeah. So
1: they became true shabab Oman. I think the first few days, I'm sure mm. they will agree with me. We had all this kind of um, having some Germans on board and some other uh, <laughs> people <laughs> with a kind of a crazy um, structure approach to life, and yeah. that we come along with our mm-hmm. um okay you know just a few minutes you know why why is it so important yeah like everyone just chill man (laughs) why are you so stressed (laughs) so yeah i think that was a was that was the biggest uh, that that was the first hard talk that we had you know a couple of days into the trip where i said guys i'm not here to embarrass the arab world (laughs) That you just need to (laughs) shake yourself up so i think uh, i didn't have to say that again so they and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a military ship. You know, mm-hmm. you you hear in the morning a, a whistle at six o'clock and it just says it's time to work. Wake up. W-wakey, wakey, wakey, wakey. wakey, wakey. Well, yes. well, and what
0: does that mean? You hear the whistle, then what?
1: And you just have to yeah. jump out of your bed Wake and get up. a shower and share your shower, share, you know, with 12 other 18 other students.
0: How many
3: minutes do you have to get all that done? Do you have like a set time? See, you have to be like if you take like I take ages. So, I have to be smart. So, I'll uh-huh. just get up before everyone. And <laughs> just take my time. Because, like, the last smart. five minutes, it's like, it's it's a chaos. So, you just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's not that strict in
0: that you need to get up within this exact no, time. You, you no, have
2: there, to. There is a muster. Uh, we need oh. to attend a muster. Like, uh, for example, at uh, 7 a.m. Mm. So, you need to be up there at uh, 6.50. Oh, okay.
3: Awesome. And you have to be on time at 6.50. You cannot be like... It's at seven. You have to be at six fifty. Okay. What would happen if you don't? Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, that,
2: <laughs> that's
1: another. That's that's yeah, that's another uh, fun part you can share.
3: <laughs> I think the main thing, like the main concern for me, actually, because uh, as 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 uh, Professor Heba said, it's like we had lots of cultures, and like Germans in particular, they were really particular with time, mm-hmm. and if you're late you're not only embarrassing yourself you're embarrassing they'll be like oh Arabs," or like you know and we don't want to feed into the stereotype like literally so uh, that peer pressure that like pressure that we had is like the the most i think influential just to be fair that's
0: probably your assumption of what they might think so you're trying to represent like romanis and arabs right yeah, yeah. as Ibrahim yeah yeah let's yeah. not be putting words in their mouth I don't yeah, know yeah. What they're thinking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right so, yeah okay true uh, okay so uh, then I'll ask you guys the same question I asked you and I think I'll come back to you if you can re- uh, professor Heba, if you can recall any particular moments but uh, you guys were on uh, you're, you're young guys you're you're having this crazy experience for the first time where do you see parts of your personality that developed the most you know what
2: how did you get better Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, teamwork and uh, leadership skills—that uh, the most uh, the most points that improved in our personality, because uh, we have to uh, work in a team. Because there is uh, four teams uh, with colors assigned from the beginning of the trip. We have to stick together until the end of the trip. We do all the work together. So you need to understand your team each member uh, learn how to work w- with each other and uh, separate the work for uh, everyone equally and uh, do the job in a perfect way so uh, there was is that a, a
0: challenge was
2: a I would say it's a little bit challenging because uh, as, as we know that we are dealing with different minds, with uh, different personalities so mm. someone is uh, good in a certain uh, work and uh, the other is good in other things so you need to connect them all together uh, if you are a leader they they switch the leader every four days okay so so you can't hide in the yeah y- you know. need to experience <laughs> being leader and a member so for you that was the biggest
0: thing you felt to, uh, that's developed with yourself is yeah. the leadership and working in a team
2: yeah also yeah. self-confidence
0: self-confidence how yeah. is that
2: uh, because uh, if you are a leader of course you need to project it yes yeah. self-confidence so. <laughs> at least project
0: yeah. it Right. Fake it till you make it, right? Exactly. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, tell me about it.
3: <laughs> How about you, Abraham? Uh For me, I think tolerance, because I'm really short-tempered. So, like, uh, especially when you're a leader, because everyone will ask you a different question, like, all the time. Like, all the time. So, like, having high tolerance for, like, Everyone, different mindsets, different background, different uh, abilities, you know. So so you're dealing with other 27 trainees. Yeah. So you have to be considerate. You have to be respectful. You have to listen, you know, so that for me was a major takeaway. And also, I I thought I was pretty, pretty good, like at some stuff, Mm -hmm. but when when I I got to do them like again and again through throughout this trip I was okay you, ha- you have like room for improvement on, on that aspect as well yeah. so yeah it was like uh, humbling I would say thank you I was that was
0: my next question is there anything in particular that humbled you you feel like really humbled you
3: yeah as I told <laughs> you like uh, public speaking for 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 example okay. I, I, I've been doing this like From the days of, uh, you know, school, I'll I'll always be like the presenter. I I Mm. present sometimes. So, but sometimes like, okay, that speech maybe could have gone better. You can work on this aspect. Mm. Because we got like, this is something I'm also thankful for, like, throughout our journey, uh, when we like meet officials or like, um, maybe like, for example, in Dubai, we uh, went to Dubai police. And Mm -hmm. some of us like had a, a small talk and also at the expo at the youth pavilion we had we had also talks. so we we were like the like um i would say um the asset and we we're like not just like receiving we we're also like sharing our experience i see th- like throughout the journey so the, the, i'm really thankful for that because it, it it made us like um really understanding like we would like understand this experience more because we're like pressured. Oh, you have to like talk. You have to share your experience. It's not like no one will ask you anything. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a really important thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah maybe I also you need know, some of the things. Maybe they try, uh, Brahim and Muhammad try to forget about it. But one of the great things about <laughs> the ship was the fact that everybody does everything. So mm-hmm. like for example, some people are these the sailors. You know, then they clean the ship. Mm-hmm. They cook. They You know they sort of are the the band you know the the traditional Mm -hmm. music band when we arrive so it's just like unbelievable everybody does everything so i remember one of uh, the students i mean you they have to clean what as they said there is four groups and each group has got tasks Mm -hmm. so one group has got the responsibility of cleaning the ship that day and you can imagine this young men that never probably seen a broom in their life (laughs) i mean literally is
2: that that true guys
1: (laughs) I mean, I had one of the students, Yusuf. Yes. He had. A, he was like holding a broom and said, "What do you call this?" It's like, "What you call <laughs> this?" <Okay." laughs> so Alek. Uh, so yeah, cleaning toilets. I think that was. Uh, yeah,
3: not only cleaning, deep cleaning toilets. Yeah. Can you please describe it in as much detail as <laughs> oh, for y- everyone listening? <laughs> your 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 target is because see. Um, like each night oh wow we, you're going for it okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro i have clean <laughs> i've deep cleaned toilets for one month so just let me talk about please, it please that's the <laughs> you, highlight of his trip yes, <laughs> yeah all right so like um each and every like each night we'll have an inspection okay okay so you have to really clean the toilets but at the end of our journey mm. we had the captain's inspection like usually the inspection like the normal inspections would take like 30 minutes 45 minutes this this inspection the captain's inspection took three hours Oof. and we're preparing for it three days prior so it's like deep 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 cleaning <laughs> okay
0: what what do they do so it uh, requires extra
3: time yeah like they would target the 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 places that you would never think of <laughs> so that's the objective you clean everything then you clean everything again then you're cleaning the places that you would never think of for the third Interesting. time, and and as <laughs> Professor Heber said, the highlight was, uh, I I was uh, me and uh, other two trainees, mm. um, Danielle and uh, Nicola. Mm. They were, we were in charge of the toilets, mm. and the captain was like. This is like the first time I've seen the toilets so clean uh, since a really long time. So like, yeah, it's like 30 days. Let's go. <laughs>
0: you must
2: yeah.
3: have been real proud. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, but seriously, uh, that sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> it really does. So the fact that you, you, you got to do it, you got to get over that and humble yourself and just do it and do it really well. I, I could see a couple of life lessons there, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. at
3: the very least. I would also yeah. like to add um, like the the Navy concept, it's like it's continuous like you have an order to do this and then like maybe 15 minutes later, it's the exact opposite for me, it's and I think most of the trainees, they're like used to having a structured like long term schedule, see. you know, they're used to and you have to, again, tolerance you have to be like, yes sir, now I'm and you will just like change everything with no complaints and you do it efficiently so that's a major takeaway as well now it's like you can tell me something you tell me something five minutes later i'm i have no problem with it
0: okay wow (laughs) yeah i I guess we can come back to you because this is also a new experience for you yes right yeah so let's go to that what was that like week one everything is new everything is amazing week two (laughs) week three (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I mean, it It, it was, <clears throat> I mean, we had to stop in different countries. And that was also like, uh, you know, different places, different uh, people that we're going to meet to explain to them what we are doing. That was, you know, quite uh, uh, interesting and new for the students. Mm. Uh, but as I said, you know, like balancing uh, the, the teaching style with what's going on and mm. uh, um, you know, supporting the students in in this uh, in this learning process, um, adhering to uh, sort of a navy schedule that has got certain mm-hmm. things. And I think one of the most amazing um, things I also notice is that we have, you know, that uh, as I said, there's 54 crew crew members, and um, you know, the, the crew members sailors have to teach the international students, you know, how to. Tie the knots and, uh, yeah. Well, I think, I uh, yes, I will, I will ask. I, I haven't learned them. <laughs> I mean, I've learned a little bit, yeah. but I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, with sail, uh, sailing, and
3: uh... I, I would like to start by this was the wording. They they were like, when you have the shift, the shifts are called ZAMs. So when you have okay. the ZAMs, like arranged, uh, based Four on your hours, house, yeah, yeah, like if it's orange shift or orange ZAM. Mm. So they were like literally you guys are gonna take control of the ship Mm. This was like the intro. Like, <laughs> like no, they, they weren't kidding. It wasn't no. like a, a joke or something. So I was like, oh, oh, and oh wow.
0: I, and professor, did you hear this when they I said mean,
1: well, I mean, first of all, you know, I didn't realize. And then one time I was a bit, uh, I couldn't sleep. So I went up to the deck at about like two o'clock in the morning. And I just saw one of the students like on the steering. as a guys, are you seriously doing that? Or this is just like, a pretty nobody's, no, there was officers around, of course, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean they, they they were, and I was just surprised. I mean, it's like when did you learn all these things? You know, so like while
0: you were sleeping, professor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like when did you learn that?
0: So, so you're taking you're taking over the yeah, ship. Yeah. Okay. So, what does that mean?
3: As professor said, the steering wheel. Okay. Okay. You have an officer in charge. He tells you the course, and you you will steer uh, according to his. Uh, is Is it as
0: simple as just going left and right like yeah. a car? No, no.
3: It's, it's not uh, like a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse but, my ignorance. <laughs> it's like uh, he gives you a course. So uh, the left side is yeah. the port side, red. And the right side is the starport side, a green. Okay. So he gives you a course. And then I think, I think, yeah. Okay. The green increases the, like the, the course. And the red decreases, so he's gonna be like um, maybe zero three zero starboard side. So and he he gives you like the the error like um, tolerance thingy. It's like maybe ten. So you steer till ten, and then when you see like the the indicator going down, when when you're close to reaching the course the the, the wanted course, you steer back to the midship, which is zero zero. Okay. So it's like it's not like a car you would like literally. If if your hands are still, it would be like the same direction. I you see. have to like I it's. See. You'll get the feel of it basically.
0: Okay, yeah. so steering.
3: And then. But steering. also, I think before
1: steering, mm. this is the part I learned. Okay. <laughs> we had to do the location, right? We we identified the coordinates, so
3: yeah. you get Navigation. the
1: coordinates. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you. I, mohammed maybe can
2: yeah uh, so we go to the bridge mm. uh, there's a lookout bridge which uh, inside there is a the new navigation uh, room mm. uh, so we can uh, find our location uh according to the
1: longitude and latitude yeah,
2: longitude, yeah. Uh, okay. and the speed as well From the so right. there uh, we take the map mm. and uh w- with the what do Ruler and- uh, with the something similar to a ruler, but it's a little bit different. Uh, so you adjust it on the map to to find your accurate uh, location, and you need to that uh, to do that uh, like for every 30 minutes or 15 minutes, depending on the officer, uh, what he tells Have you. Have
0: you ever seen a real map before that? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> I don't mean- in museum. <laughs> Not-
2: in front of me i
0: don't but. mean i don't mean to sound insulting at yeah. all no, no, no. A navigation map
1: i don't think many yeah. people have
0: uh. If, uh, so i remember when i was well uh, when i was 17 or 18 i went and studied in dubai and for some reason my parents allowed me to i got my license and i went to dubai with a car i don't know why they did that but they allowed me <laughs> this was before our phones had gps at least the gps was being introduced but only in the fancy phones mm-hmm. i didn't have a fancy phone so I remember trying to find my way back home from uni using a real life map. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it did not go well. I, I, it genuinely, like um, I got to the point, it was past midnight, I was stopped next to the highway and tears were coming down my eyes, I was <laughs> thinking that I am never going to go home. So I'm just gonna sleep here. And tomorrow morning I'll wake up fresh <laughs> and I'll figure it out. And I tried to sleep and I couldn't because cars were whizzing by and um, I gathered the courage. I'm like, I got to do this. I'm going to try one more time. I find myself, also going to a boat lobby, find myself, <laughs> I don't know what. And finally I saw a signal and I was able uh, to find my way back home. And I don't know why just you mentioning the map reminded me of this very traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a growth
1: experience
0: uh, as well. It's yeah.
1: a, you know, like it, literally if you can imagine You go outside and you are in the middle of this. I mean, you just see nothing. You see the sea and the sky. No lights. Nothing. That is it, you know. And then you're supposed to get to where you want to go to. So uh, without any landmarks, literally, you know, depending on your maps and on your radars and on your readings. So I mean, I just was very impressed at the student, that which, the student's got us there in the end. Yeah. So it was well, really was it Was
0: it a disorienting feeling to be in this void?
3: You know? No, actually relieving, to yeah? be honest. Yeah. yeah really, really. It was the best part. Really? My favorite uh, task was the lookout. So we set steering, the maps, and then we have the lookout. So you got your binoculars mm. and the walkie-talkie, and then you are at the forecastle, like the, the front. front of yeah, of the, the front of the ship. Mm. And then you have to report any objects near you. Okay. So you report back to the officer in charge uh, at the bridge. So sometimes there are like not many objects. So you just get to meditate and just think. Uh. And I think when I say mind opening, because it's a lot going on. So that's like my favorite time to just like grasp everything and just reflect and think about everything. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's. Magnificent, Professor, if I promise
0: you that I'll do a full coverage, <laughs> would you take me with you, please? Just have
1: to keep promoting Geotech forever, <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> you're listening to Ain't Nobody <laughs> Listening on the Nation Station, Oman FM 90.4, and here we would like to personally thank and promote... Am I, I shouldn't probably say promote. Geotech, Geotech, you're such an incredible university. Thank you so much for doing what you did. Look at these people. They're having the time of their life. This is so great. I'm learning so much, and I'm sure all the listeners are and listen yeah. I'll cover it for you for free <laughs> okay
1: we'll take you we'll take you with us next time next time <laughs>
0: yay okay yes. awesome so how about we take a quick break you know by the way can I just say this is the longest we've ever gone on a conversation without a musical break since I started in the last two weeks uh-huh uh i came into it with this intention i wanted to go a whole with joe rogan with it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know but i think it's time for a quick break there sure. um and then we'll come back and wrap it up with you know whatever is remaining sound good yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, all right here we go the nation station 90.4 FM. how many nationalities were on board
1: We had uh, nine, nine different nationalities.
0: So, Omanis? Omanis. Omani. We had seven
1: from Oman. Mm
0: -hmm. We had
1: six from Croatia. We had four Four from Germany. Germany. We had two from Hungary, two from Canada, Mm. two from the UAE, one from Qatar, uh, one from Bahrain, two from Saudi.
0: That is amazing. How do you even? I I can imagine if you work in the kitchen, how do you figure out what would all the people like? You know, just rice. Just give (laughs) them
1: rice.
3: But what was the daily meal situation like? (laughs) I mean, I think we had some challenges since, like, I figured that uh, Europeans don't like spices, and like, you know, we we like our food spicy. <laughs> You're telling so me black pepper is not spices?
1: <laughs> spices, man! Come on now. Yeah, salt so and pepper.
3: So they're like, some of them were like, please, t- whatever it is, just tell me it's not spicy. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's hope that. But was it like a rice and like curry situation? Yeah, but we had a variety to be honest. Like, we had pasta, we had oh, rice, okay. we had. Uh, pizza pizza we pizza, had pizza well. yeah is that
0: the popular night which is the popular <laughs> night
3: <laughs> so we had uh, like a, a variety and i think uh something really like worth mentioning mm. how we all got to you know connect is that all the europeans we all uh, gave them arabic names so like let's say like i was in the orange wash so mm. My, my colleague was uh, Nikola from Croatia and we called him Hamdun. <laughs> and, and uh, trust me, uh, like maybe Josh from Canada, again, Juma, Juma Josh, <laughs> it, it rhymes, it's like it's similar. So like at the end, like some of them, the, the, the airdrop, like the label, yeah. Like they were calling themselves the Arab names. Wow. So, like, Jum'a is that you, George? He's like, Yeah, a kid. I bet you're Abraham and you're Mo.
0: No, no, I, I, I was Rocco. Momo. Rocco?
3: I was Rocket. It's a Croatian name, basically. Uh,
0: I see. How about I have you? two names, Momo huh? and Mario. Momo and Mario. Yeah. Uh, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I prefer remember. that one. That's a nicer <laughs> yeah. one. How about you, Professor? Did they give you a name?
1: And, uh, I don't know. They didn't tell me about it. So, probably it wasn't very popular. <laughs> it was kind
3: of a watch thing, you know, like in the watch, in the exams. <laughs> Listen, listen.
0: Me. I'll put her headphone mic uh, down no. so she doesn't. <laughs> and then you guys can tell me what. Kind of well, thing I, I tried
1: to find out, but I didn't <laughs> get it. I, it will leak out eventually. Eventually. <laughs> this
0: is just your first day back, right? Yes. your First full day back. Yeah, yeah. C- how, uh, yeah. How has it been being back?
3: Actually, regarding this talk, like I had this realization two times right now, literally. Mm. I, I was like. Are we actually done? Is this actually real? <laughs> Us, like, coming back and talking about it? Is, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's the fastest month I've ever, like, yeah. lived in my entire life. That is amazing, man. So, yeah, I'm so glad to be part of it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. For me, I feel as if yeah. I'm
1: still on sea. I was just telling um, Muhammad yeah. and Ibrahim, do you guys feel like you're still kind of wavy? Yeah. Land sick. Uh, they said uh, no. So probably it's my age. I sort of feel like <laughs> I still try to walk on one side to keep my balance.
3: That is true. Can you
0: have a reverse uh, seasickness? Is that a thing. Like- yeah,
3: it's a thing. It's called land sickness. Interesting. So yeah, we experienced that also in Kuwait, as uh, as Mohammed also noticed. Some of the trainees were like, "Okay, this is weird now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> being on land again after four days, like continuously at sea.
0: Yeah,
1: because per- you're always moving. Okay, and you just like imagine four days, you're constantly moving mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, trying to yeah. balance yourself.
0: So you just came back yesterday, Professor. This morning you had an interview. Now you have an yeah. interview. She's a legend, trust me.
1: Yeah. And she was
3: like, I'm thinking of going to the university as well. I was <laughs> like, no, that's a lot. <laughs> oh my God, now you need a break, no? Well,
1: it was, I, it actually, it, it just was so much fun.
0: Why I, did you accept my interview? You needed to rest. <laughs>
1: no, it's fun to talk about it. It was really it's fun to share it. And really, I just feel that, uh, you know, Every Sheb in Omen should mm. be on board of Shabab Omen.
0: Oh, that, because, w- uh, that would be a lot of trips. Lot of trips. <laughs> yeah. So what has it been like for you in these uh, almost 48 hours? Let's say 24 to 48 hours. Oh, how has it f- felt so far?
1: I think as Ibrahim said, it's just felt a bit, uh, a lot of kind of nostalgia because we made so much a lot of friendship on board. I mean, imagine being on board, eating, mm. you know, I said, this is much more than a time I had that I had with my family, you know, in my entire life, you know, every like three meals a day with the same group. You know. It's
0: interesting. Uh, how, how did your family feel about this?
1: Well, I think I just arranged this uh, very conveniently. when my two twin boys uh, left to university in the UK, so oh, I was uh, yes. Oh. Uh, so, given that I'm going to be home alone, I thought, okay, I can I can go on this one month long. Yeah, <laughs> empty
0: nest. Now you yeah, can take now off. now I can do <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, now I can do this uh, part, but uh, maybe. Abdullah, we could just reflect a little bit on the expo because i think it's mm-hmm. such a it's such an important uh, event happening in it our is. region yeah and uh, definitely worth a visit i would say so don't yeah, you think of I course 100 yeah
3: what about it what, what did you notice or what did you experience uh, actually i also appreciate the fact that everything was synchronized like our academics with the sailing program with expo mm-hmm. like it's expo is one of the pillars of our like academic uh, side and like uh, going and experiencing expo like um we had uh, three parts, mobility, sustainability, and opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we went on different days, and for each day we, did, we dedicated it for a, a part, like let's say the mobility part, there are some pavilions there. So we talk about mobility and how those countries related in their pavilions to the mobility aspect. I see. And then uh, after, obviously after when, uh, when we get back to the ship, uh, the, the second day, we would have a session reflecting uh academic reflection not not i like that or this was nice it's like Mm -hmm. an in-depth uh perspective of uh, what we learned and i think the 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 takeaway from from this repetitive reflection was like how to reflect for starters like you have to be subjective you have to ask people you have to like um, dig and like you just like don't take things as you see them you have mm. to search so that's Go below that's, the surface so yeah. yeah so that's uh, an important takeaway for me personally mm-hmm. and other than that is uh, how to also because we were like split into two groups again different groups and like uh, and a thing worth mentioning is that the professors and the crew they made sure that in each group will had as much uh, variety it's like omanis are not allowed to sit together like in the groups like we had to have like a croatian a german like as as diverse as we can get i see and then we would like share the ideas and then assign someone to talk for our reflection and also like the professors would like choose uh, the best to talk so it's it was like you know a sense of competition sense of uh, um, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. like uh, ha- having to do this, uh, getting the experience to learn in such a different manner is, uh, yeah. is
0: amazing. I would like to use the remaining time, which we don't have much of, surprisingly, um, <laughs> to, to speaking of reflection, to take a moment of reflection here. I'll start with you, Mohammed. Yes. Um What is the biggest uh, thing that you've learned about yourself?
2: Myself? Yeah uh so i think that i learned that uh, i need to really work with uh, with everyone i think for me uh, the most important thing that uh, gathering ideas from each other and creating another unique idea Mm. is uh, the most important thing uh, which was uh, which we were trying to do in our reflections Mm -hmm. Uh, each uh, each uh, each one of us is uh, we are visiting uh, different pavilions so we are taking their ideas like uh, and uh, you can say we are studying their pavilion Mm. and we are gathering all our ideas and uh, we create like uh, a new new, unique idea this is uh, what i think that uh, i mostly learned about being on uh, Th- that expert. sound that sounds like knowledge that sounds yeah. like something you learned yeah I want you to go a step deeper and tell me what you learned about you
0: about Muhammad about yeah but I yourself. learned that
2: yeah. uh, I can be a good leader mm. uh, like leading others exactly in uh, like in their best place mm-hmm. I figured out that uh, I really fit this place as a leader
0: good on you man uh, yeah awesome that's amazing <laughs> so
2: yeah yeah and uh i think that that's a really good thing to figure out about absolutely. yourself yeah
3: absolutely how about you ibrahim i think uh, i always say i have I've said it like so many times uh it's eye opening so i figured out about myself that i have to wake up basically wake up as in as in like uh, okay just to provide some context uh, context so i i thought like i was in this constant loop of just like uni work Hmm. bad habits you know and i got this amazing up i'm thankful for this i got this amazing opportunity to just like unwire and now i'm back i have to rewire so i have to wake up uh meetings like a variety of cultures made me think that okay you have to educate yourself more you think you're smart you're not Yeah, you have you have to work on yourself which connects uh, to the whole humbling yourself exa- exactly and and yeah. um, the I would ra- like to relate to the uh, slogan or the motto of the expo was connecting minds creating future hmm. so the minds were connected and now I'm inspired so I'm creating my future wow. so yeah it's it's really like eye-opening it's it's a wake up call it's it's yeah i don't I understand
0: cannot... why this is all making me emotional What's yeah reason? yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does <I laughs> and uh, it uh...
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah, it's wow really uh, yes. i'm 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 cu- i'm curious about uh, you professor you're the professor you're supposed to be like the adult of the group and you know <laughs> taking care of uh, these essentially kids to you who yeah. came who you're supposed to uh, treat and nurture Yeah. but you're human you're an empty nester, you, d- <laughs> you went into this huge adventure. What was the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself?
1: Uh, th- I really th- learned to um, maybe listen more to young people because it's such a, it could be a bit of a, you know, it's a bit difficult to be sort of always like the professor, as mm. you said, and you know, that I know more or, okay, I'm teaching this lot really it's very hard now for for people like myself because young generations know a lot more than we do i mean they've got i mean i'm just a digital migrant i i sort of i keep asking <laughs> i keep asking ibrahim oh please i need to post this on my instagram how can i do this please tag me this thing you know a how digital do i do that migrant
0: i've never yeah. heard that one okay yeah no but
1: it's like you know i'm trying to catch up but you know i have my limitations <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know this younger generations. I mean, when I was at university, my professor knew everything a lot more than I do. But now it's not true. I could say something in the classroom, and they could just with Google it, Google it and say, yeah. "Who are you talking about?" Yeah. So um, no, I mean, I I owe them a lot. I learned from them. I mean, they in the end, but we had this opening. Oh, you know, you never listen to us. You know, you have to. But anyway, so I I I sort of more and more decided, yet yeah, not decided, realize that uh, I need to. I need to have a different position because, you know, Hmm. I learn from them more than, maybe really more than I teach them. Maybe I can direct them. Maybe I have experience, but they also have access to knowledge. And now this is a different process. It's not about giving knowledge. I mean, in the past, academia was about giving knowledge. So professors had the authority of knowledge Mm -hmm. because there was no other way of getting knowledge except like, studying and
0: and now knowledge is democratized. but now
1: knowledge is so democratized So really i needed i need to reinvent myself i need to be able to have a different role than just standing in a classroom and regurgitating
0: so what does that role mean
1: directing really Mm -hmm. just directing bringing in life experience doing things like we've done taking the students i mean i i do this i think more than you know, I do. I'm. I'm always conscious of doing. You know, taking students on field trips, uh, allowing them to. But I think I need to do more, and I need to really. You know, t- I used to feel a bit guilty in the beginning of the trip. I was feeling guilty that I'm not sort of delivering this academic content as sort of I'm used to, mm-hmm. and then I sort of started to chill. You know, so <laughs> okay, <Right. laughs> they're learning, and uh, that so, seems like
0: yeah. a pretty profound realization. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it. it this is really it was very deep. You know, it, it is deep because really it is. I'm a bit scared because, okay, this is what I've known for the yeah. last 20 years or so in my life. So this is how I know how to run my career. Yeah. And now I really, at fairly late stage <laughs> in my life, I, I have to do something else. Otherwise I will become obsolete, you know, like because I cannot de- continue to deliver the classes in the way I used to, to deliver and
0: them. And it's all during this trip, this one month, that you, it solidified that idea.
1: It did because you know, like usually, I just go into the classroom for two hours and I go home. I don't need to see the students day day <laughs> and night. I'm so pleased to get out of the classroom and go home to my peace. But I had to live with them for one month, you know. Yeah. So it was really seeing them, uh, you know. See, I I don't know. When I came back, everybody said to me, "Oh, you look so young," because probably I was maybe. One of the oldest people on the ship because it's Shabab Omen, so everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. on board was much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, just being with this young spirit, you know, made me wish that I was well, still
0: well. I, I, young. I, professor, I don't know you from before, I just know you from now. You do have
3: a very youthful spirit, you if does. I must say so. That's really good. Uh, this no.
1: is, I was just fetching for compliments, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I'd also like to relate to the professor's takeaway. I mean, this is again eye opening, like if she's a professor and she's considering to reinvent herself Mm. at at this age and this like uh, Uh, stature yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Uh, yeah i mean i'm (laughs) uh, i'm 23 so it's like it gives you like there's always room for change always room for like reinventing yourself and it's crazy because i
0: feel like when i was 17 i knew way more than i do today you know what i mean it's like life humbles you and shows you how little you actually know but when you're young you you learn a couple of things, and you're like, I, yeah. I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, I I know the cheat code. I <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, not much time, but I will try again to use an opportunity. This opportunity again with you, professor, because, um, at least for me, I find, like, I can very much relate with you guys, and I could already like, uh, I can see myself with you guys. For me, your perspective, professor, is very fresh and unique. So, it, uh, so I'll ask again, um. What you said that you learned is to do with your approach with teaching and your students. You, as a person, what what surprised you about yourself in this trip?
1: But that I can climb 16 meters in a mast while the ship is moving? I think that must be quite crazy. I sent it to my kids. I said, Aaron, that's not you. Is that Photoshop?
2: No,
0: it's
1: not Photoshop. That is me on top of the mast. So, yeah, I mean, really a physical child. I mean, a sort of... Being able to to do something like that and to really i don't know maybe be young again to mm. just to like you know you don't usually say oh no i'm going to climb this or i'm going to do that or i'm um, you know learn new things i asked you know captain gave me some lessons in navigation and sort of and it it was quite personal for me because you know my father was a navy officer I see. and uh, when you're a child you're sort of like um, so I used to see him and he was actually into, he was a navigator. So he had all these maps and it was almost like going back. So sort of like I went on board of this ship and I, you know, I saw his uniform with the officers and all the tools that I was, I grew up with. Yeah. But I didn't really at the time understood what they they yeah. were. So it was kind of like kind of making sense, if you know mm. what I mean. Like getting
0: wow, full circle. It's coming for, back.
1: For, um. I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> 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 no, oh, but uh, yeah, it was it was quite uh, you know on that level. It was quite emotional because I mm. had a bit of a, you know, I grew up with a father who was also in the navy and. Uh, you know with ships and motifs of uh, anchors around the house and mm. stuff like that so it was quite nice to be back into this environment but to actually make sense out of it. Uh, yeah,
0: you're, yes, forgive me but your father is alive or?
1: No he sadly passed away.
0: Okay wow what a perspective that must have been.
1: It was really this was very emotional yeah. and maybe something else you know we talk about sort of big things like mm. I don't know Al muatana or right. nationalization, citizenship. But really, when you listen to a national anthem of a country, I mean, okay, I'm not Omani, but I lived here for 22 years, so it means a lot to me. Mm. To see the flag of your country being risen, I mean, even you, maybe you do this in your daily life, and you just, but when you see this in a meaningful way. You know, yeah. in a meaningful way, as this piece of this land is arriving and, you know, you were going to lower the flag at sunset. Everybody was just stand still without, you know, a sound in the morning, the flag. Right. So these meanings were, were just like alive. Hmm. You know, it, it was it's just like really tangibilizing kind of conceptual meaning that maybe we don't do that on daily basis.
0: I swear, like I really wish the time could like slow down a <laughs> little more. I feel like we're getting in the meat of things. Oh, wow. a I don't more. know about your <laughs> listeners
1: listening to us for one and a half hours.
0: Uh, they're good. Ain't nobody listening. It's, the the show. it's all good. Um, but, uh, Halas, I guess um, uh, Dr. Heba or Professor Heba abdul Aziz, professor at the Faculty of Business and Economics at GeoTech. Thank you so much. Thank you for accepting I love on this invitation. Today. This was absolutely incredible. I feel like I learned so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and Mohammed Al Maqbali, Oman Tourism College. Man, good on you. Thank uh, you discovering for that you're a leader is quite a, a boost of confidence that I know exactly. that age you need. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Ibrahim Ahmed from Geotech. Man, it seems like uh, you're gonna go through an emotional roller coaster in yeah. the coming days. You really are feeling all the feels, course, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I-, I feel Absolutely, it too, and I really yeah. appreciate you opening up with that. With pleasure. Uh, let me yeah. just to,
1: one. I know you have few yeah. seconds. I just yeah. really want to thank the Royal Navy of our men and Shabab mm. Oman crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, and officers for making this opportunity come true on behalf of Geotech and on behalf of the students from all over the world. I love Geotech. (laughs) Please take me. (laughs) You should say Shabab Oman. (laughs) Uh, Shabab Oman as well. (laughs) But Geotech.
0: (laughs) This has been Ain't Nobody Listening, your host, Abdullah al Maawli, and uh, hopefully you're not going to be listening tomorrow. Bye.
1: (laughs) Oman FM.